No matter what industry that you're in, every single sale that you have ever made first began as a lead. But the question is, how can you efficiently and effectively position your business in this extremely saturated and competitive market to stay a few steps ahead of your competitors and keep filling your pipeline with high quality leads all year round? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Luke Shenson and welcome to the One Lead Away Podcast. Welcome to the official third episode, the One Lead Away podcast. I'm your host, Luke Shenton, and today I actually have something pretty exciting for you guys. So today I'm going to be answering a frequently asked question by some of our clients. And this one is on the surface, it seems like a super, super simple question or a simple answer, but in reality, it's actually a pretty deep question. <laughs> so the question is, how and when should I follow up with the leads? And on the surface, you're like, dude, what? That's so simple. You should follow up with them right away. There's actually some signs behind it. And to give them credit, I think this post came from, I want to say the marketing donut, but I believe the marketing donut said that actually 80% of sales require five follow-ups after the initial contact, but only 8% of salespeople actually follow up this many times, which is to me, it's just insane. When I began my marketing courses, the first thing that I learned is there's usually five touch points to a sale. If you want to convert a sale, they have to know, like, and trust you. And if they don't, they'll either try to challenge you. And then lastly, you'll convert, right? So no like, trust, challenge, convert. Then those were just kind of a staple in my early days. And it's kind of transitioned to now. And it transitions and it fits so well with the question. There usually is five points of contact before you actually convert a lead. I believe the statistic was 2% of people can actually convert on the first point of contact. So that's just like saying you get a lead come in and you call them, they're right then and there. You get their checkbook out or their credit card out and you take all their info and you book them. Only 2% of people actually can do that. There's more push and pull in the actual follow-up. So on this podcast today, I wanna share with you five very, very critical factors when you're following up with your lead and actually how to follow up with them. So factor number one is you need to segment your leads, right? Not all leads are the same. You need to understand that. Your leads are dependent on the actual temperature of them, right? So for example, your lead on Facebook, the quality of that I'm sure is completely different than your lead on Google, right? Because Facebook is what you call interest marketing. Google is what you call intent. So Facebook, they're more on the top of funnel, right? That there means they know who you are, they know what you are, and they're more window shoppers on Facebook. Whereas Google, Google is people that are actively searching for your specific service in your specific area, right? So painters near me or uh, painters in Montreal, right? People that are actually intending on getting the job done, that they're willing to take their time and search for you. So with that being said, you need to segment your leads and your messaging needs to be completely different for all the traffic that you have for all of the temperature of the leads that you have. Or another example would be a lead that you got through cold calling versus a lead that you got from a referral from a past client of yours. That temperature is going to be completely different because that referral already knows, likes, and trusts you. That referral, the word of mouth that they know someone that used you already and they're willing to trust you. Usually they'll be service ready and all you got to do is send an estimate. If it's in their budget, they'll, they'll convert. Whereas a cold call, you have to build up the no factor, which is the hardest to jump from no to convert rather than is from trust to convert because they have to know that you're an actual legitimate company. They have to know what you offer, what are the benefits, where you offer it and so on and so forth. So the actual dealing of traffic of leads or the actual temperature of the lead has a lot to do with when and what you should do to follow up. And factor number two for how and when to follow up with your leads is speed. Speed is the name of the game when you get a lead, right? The faster you can actually contact these leads or get into contact with them, the better. For example, when I was looking for car insurance, I submitted my info on, I think it was ProMutual's website and legit within 20 minutes, I had a customer rep that called me just to like hear more, like hear more about my situation, more about my needs and so on and so forth. 
and I ended up signing with them. Or for example, if I submitted my info on another insurer's website and they took one hour, they could have just missed it. They just missed out on me just because someone contacted me first. So if people are actively searching for you, odds are is they might be shopping around and they might be going to someone else. They might be going to your competitor for a quote as well. And they just want it done on getting the specific service or product done, right? They have a sense of urgency for getting the service done. And all they want is the first person that they know, like, and trust to come by with an actual legit estimate and their cash in hand ready to book that job. So rule number two, speed is the name of the game. Rule number three is personalizing your communication in the lead follow-up sequence. So for example, if you were to follow up with a lead from last year through email, you tell me what has more push. Hey, John here, we're booking up for 2023. I just want to know if you want to work done. Or, hey, Susan, John here. I know we didn't make ends meet last time, but we're going to be booking up for 2023. And I just want to know if you had any work that needs to be done. And when you're personalizing your info, always include their name, because at the end of the day, the person's name is their favorite word that they can hear. If you're on the phone with a salesperson, you're going to hear them ask for your name and they're going to repeat your name frequently throughout the phone call. And that's just because there's so much power in adding someone's name, because there's this psychological pull that you guys are now on a first name basis and you're friends and you can actually trust. Rule number four is you have to be willing to meet leads halfway and use different channels to communicate with them because different people have a different way that is the preferred way of communicating. So at this point, when you have the lead, you have no idea what the preferred way of communicating is. So you have to use social media, email, phone calls to connect with these actual potential leads. And by saying that, I'm not saying, you know, hit them with everything that you have. Don't just blow their phone up by calling them, texting them, emailing them, sending them a fax, paging them, whatever, all at the same time. You have to, you know, test it out. Try what works. If they don't answer email, send them a text. If they don't answer a phone call, send them a Facebook message, whatever. It obviously depends about how you actually acquire this lead but you have to try out the different routes. And that's the importance of asking for the different contact information. So when you get a lead, you know, it might be the best bet not to just ask for a phone because what happens if they don't answer their phone? You should be asking for their email, their phone number, all that stuff that can actually contribute to you getting into contact with them and then easing them up into the actual conversion. Now for rule number five, this one just stems from my little OCD of organization is you should create a follow-up schedule and you should definitely try to track communications, right? So remember, it typically takes about five touches before conversion happens, right? So by creating a follow-up schedule, it'll ensure that you remain consistent with your communications and prevent you from letting the leads you work so hard to obtain fall into the cracks, right? So for example, your schedule might look like this, you know, send them a message every other week, send them an email, you know, once a week, call them three times. If they don't answer, leave them a voicemail, whatever. You have to create a follow-up schedule that's accurate and consistent. And you definitely have to be tracking all these touch points and communications. Recently, what we've added to our client onboarding is when a new client signs up with us, we set them up with a CRM, right? So if don't know what a CRM is, it's a customer relationship management. And we use a specific system that just allows them to stay ahead of the game. We have a CRM that kind of brings all of their leads into one spot for them. So they don't have to go looking on Google. They don't have to go looking on Facebook. They don't have to sort through all of the different avenues that we're doing for them because it brings them all into one spot and it keeps a predictable and accurate tracking of all the communication that they're doing. So if you don't have a CRM, you can honestly set yourself up with a simple Google Sheets. You just need something to just to track all these lines of communication. And the importance of tracking it is it'll allow you to help nurture those leads. And lastly, I know I said I have five, but I just want to add a little bit of bonus because this one's pretty important. You have to know when to just stop kicking a dead horse. <laughs> you have to learn when to just give up 
on the lead and just say, okay, you know, this lead is really not qualified. My time will be better spent elsewhere following up with other leads. You have to know when to just throw in the towel. But what you have to know is that if you do discover that they're not qualified at this time, please do not toss out their info, right? Just don't just, you know, completely delete their contact. Save it for later, you know, put them in a system that's just labeled to be followed up with later or something, right? Because if you've spent money to acquire this lead and you know that they have a demand, but they're just maybe not interested currently, you never know because they could be interested in the next three months or six months and you just kind of put them on the back burner and never hesitate to reach out to them in the future because who knows, maybe their circumstances have changed. So that's it. That's kind of our five slash six commandments when it comes to following up with leads. But the thing I want you to understand the most and the, the biggest takeaway I want you to get from this podcast is to understand that you do not need to be a pushy salesman, right? You could go about this strategically. And usually what happens with pushy salesmen is people usually put their backs up and they get immediate disinterest. So your goal when contacting and following up with leads isn't necessarily to convince them to buy right now, but rather to be there for them when they are actually ready to buy. So that's it. That sums up the podcast for today. If you felt like you've learned something and you feel like you've ended this podcast with some type of value, I would absolutely love to hear about it. So please, it would mean the world to me if you could go leave a review and some feedback on whatever streaming platform you're using. And again, if you have any questions about this podcast, the next podcast or the last podcast, then please don't hesitate to reach out to us on Instagram. Our Instagram is at GoForwardMedia. That is at G-O-F-W-D-M-E-D-I-A. And if I don't answer you personally, then someone on my team will be more than happy to answer you. So thank you again for listening and I can't wait to see you on the next one. Hey guys, Lucas Jensen here. I just want to thank you for listening to the One Lead Away podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode and you feel like you've learned something, it would mean the world to me if you could just take two minutes to rate and review this podcast on whatever streaming platform you're using. Reading all of these awesome reviews means more to me than you could ever know. So thank you guys so much again for listening and I can't wait to see you on the next one.